Our gospel for today comes from Luke, the sixth chapter. Jesus said, but I say to you that listen, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer to him the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you, and if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Do to others as you would have them do unto you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies, do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. 525,600 minutes, 525,000 moments so dear, 525,600 minutes, how do you measure, measure a year, in daylights, in sunsets, in midnights, in cups of coffee, in inches, in miles, in laughter, in strife, in 525,600 minutes, how do you measure a year in the life? How about love? How about Love, how about love, measuring love, seasons of love, seasons of love. How do you measure your life, your time, your value? I confess that for a while now, I've measured my life, time, and yes, even my own value by to-do lists. I have a lot of to-do lists. I have a to-do list as a pastor. I have a to-do list as a mom, making sure my kids have everything they need. I have a separate to-do list for at-home projects, which I share equally with my husband. Laundry, dishes, things that need to be fixed around the house, groceries to buy, etc. 
And it's become a habit for me to look at all of my to-do lists each night before I go to bed and measure my success of my day by them. If I got about half the things done across all my to-do lists that day, then it was a really successful day for me. A plus. But if I got less than half, then I feel as though I didn't do well enough that day. Even if I did well at the things I did accomplish. And yet sometimes it makes me feel like a failure. I don't think I'm alone in this. Maybe you don't measure yourself in to-do lists, but we all struggle at times with measuring ourselves in ways that can be unhelpful and even spiritually and mentally hurtful. I'm not as good at that person at fill in the blank. Or why didn't I get the promotion instead of so-and-so? Or, well, I might not be a size zero, but at least I'm skinnier and healthier than that person. I could go on, but I think you get the point. One of the reasons I've always loved the popular song Seasons of Love from the musical Rent that I opened my sermon with today is because it has always helped to remind me to think about life differently. What would it look like to measure your life in love, in your relationships with other people, in the time and energy you put into helping to love and support others, to, or to love and care for yourself, instead of measuring life by to-do lists or what you accomplish? I believe this is the message for our readings today as well. Our Old Testament lesson for today begins with the end of the story of Joseph, whom God spoke to in dreams, who was sold into slavery by his brothers, put in jail for a crime he didn't commit, and then with God's help ended up interpreting dreams for Pharaoh. And because of God, the wisdom God gave him became the second most powerful man in Egypt helping to save the lives of thousands of people during a seven-year famine. And just before the part of the story that we heard today in our first reading, we find out that Joseph's family, who are from another part of the country, have run out of food and have come to Joseph in the hopes that they might get something to help them continue to survive. And while Joseph recognizes them immediately, they don't recognize Joseph. And not surprisingly, Joseph is a little angry with them at first. So he doesn't tell them who he is and initially wants a little bit of revenge. I mean, who wouldn't, right? I wouldn't want to help them initially either. So he plays a little trick on them at first. But then eventually he breaks down at seeing his younger brother who he had never met before. And when he sees the lengths that his brothers go to out of love for their father and their brother, he realizes this, this isn't worth it. And I think Joseph realizes that it doesn't make sense to hold a grudge and punish them for something they did so long ago. Instead, he decides and chooses to spend his time getting to know them again having a relationship with them and his father again, having a family again. He chooses to be merciful and measure his time in love 
instead of looking down at their sufferings while he is successful. So Joseph tells his brothers finally who he is. And they instantly, of course, feel horribly guilty. They feel they don't deserve to even be called his brothers anymore. They measure themselves by success. They are poor, starving, hungry shepherds now. And this brother who they treated so awfully now has the second most important job in all of Egypt. I mean, technically he could snap his fingers and have them all beheaded for nothing. And so if they compared success by their to-do lists, so to speak, they would be found wanting. They don't deserve mercy and forgiveness. So they even tell Joseph, let us be your slaves instead of your brothers. But Joseph insists that this is not what God would want. And frankly, it's not what he wants either. He just wants his family back. And they essentially live happily ever after with Joseph and his brothers becoming the founders of the very well-known 12 tribes of Israel, whose name and importance are well-known for thousands of years after them and incur throughout the entirety of Scripture. Now, how would you like to measure yourself against that family? Not me, no thank you. Thank God that's not how God works. And I think that's evident in our gospel lesson for today as well. Now I'll grant you that at first glance, it looks and sounds like Jesus is giving us yet another to-do list to measure our spiritual success by, so to speak. And a pretty hefty one at that. Love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. Seriously? If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from anyone who takes away your coat, do not withhold even your shirt. Give to everyone who begs from you. And if anyone takes away your goods, do not ask for them again. Don't judge. Don't condemn. Come on, Jesus. You just gave us the most impossible to-do list of all time. And one that's a little unjust, if you ask me. But. The key phrase that Jesus uses in the midst of all of this that speaks volumes about the rest and about what he is really trying to say here is do unto others as you would have them do unto you, otherwise known as the golden rule. And I think the reason this is so important is because God is trying to change our perspective here. Jesus doesn't want us to measure ourselves and our lives by how good we are or how much good we do in the world. Jesus wants us to measure our lives by how we treat others and interact with others and even how we treat ourselves. Jesus wants us to measure our lives by relationships, measure our life in love. As Lutherans, we should know this better than anyone else, right? Because we're taught from day one that we are saved by grace, not works. But as humans, it's 
all too easy to fall into this trap of measuring ourselves by what our culture dictates as success rather than the amazing people God has created us to be and the relationships we have with one another. And I find personally that when I do focus more on my relationships rather than all those things on my to-do list, on my relationship with my friends and family, with my brothers and sisters in Christ, who I have the honor and privilege of connecting with frequently on a weekly basis, even with people I just meet in the grocery store or at Starbucks, I find that I am so much happier and fulfilled than if I were to get every single thing done on that to-do list. So my prayer for all of us today is that God would grant us the grace, vision, and relationships that help us measure our life and worth by how much God loves us and the world in which we live. Amen.